0: It's the Opix podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might be coming up, session as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way, and the doll hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge ducking in Offix.
1: Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to a special edition of the Epics Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. And as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. How are we doing, brother? Beautiful day today. Beautiful Sunday day. We're recording this February 27th, of 2022. Man, March is almost here. Right?
0: (laughs) Holy cow, how did that happen?
1: No idea. I mean, we were just in in January and it's like, wow. Um, Right? I, I was very surprised. Um, but Upland did announce that they're bringing us the Motor City here this week. So thank me later. myself said, we got to jump on and provide our listeners what they need to get ready for this launch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's crazy. We have, i been on mute this whole
1: time. No, you haven't been on mute this whole time.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So that's funny. Cause I have another little microphone and apparently it's not doing anything, which is
1: fine. Okay.
0: My audio. through. All right. <laughs> but I had it on mute. I looked anyway. Um, yeah, it's crazy. We were just talking about it in uh, the last episode, right? That there was like rumors like Detroit. And um, it's been quite uh, before the official announcement. Everyone's like, oh, really? Are they really going to do this? Like, how soon? And my prediction, like, I think I might have posted in one of the Facebook groups or something um, that uh, was like, ah, maybe end of March, right? Like, that felt like about right. Uh, And they're like, how's next Thursday work for you? Like, all right, I guess, I guess that's happening. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: they said when they made the announcement that at the current buying rate, there was only 20 days of available FSA properties.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I love that. That's how they're viewing the economy. Like, I think that's such an important way. Um, Now, and, and obviously we're going to get into more about the economical impacts and like what it means to the community overall. But for me personally, I, I do really appreciate the way that the Upland team is looking at the economy and how they're making city release decisions based on the growth and scale of the community and the economy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And before... Uh- Before we get too far into this, I will get the disclaimer out of the way, especially with this episode, that uh, the views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are solely those of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, and B. Dag, and any participants And any guests of the podcast and do not necessarily represent reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We're not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team, nor are we financial advisors. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And especially with this, this is not, this is our speculation. Um, We do have some Uh, Great reference material that we came across that we will use. And we'll thank the groups that have put that together that make our job easier. And we'll provide you our insights off of their research material. But uh, we'll cover everything about this release here in this video and podcast. And uh, if you're listening to us on the podcast, we can have some graphics. So definitely check us out on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube and watching us there, just subscribe to the podcast to help support us anyway.
0: (laughs) Do it all. Do it all. That's what you should take away from this is do it all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do it (laughs) all.
0: (laughs) Do it all. Consume us in every way possible.
1: Yeah. All right. So welcome to Detroit.
0: Does Miles have a welcome to Los Angeles tattoo? I just noticed that.
1: (laughs) now I got to blow the screen up so I can see that.
0: Yeah, it, a, uh, yeah.
1: it does say welcome. Nice.
0: <laughs> and then the other the other big obvious, um, you know, kind of uh, foreshadowing here, uh, Meta
1: Motors. Huh? Right. And that's right. on the roadmap for the third quarter.
0: I mean, come on. That looks super cool. Like, I know it's, it's very, you know, kind of abstract, but like, it's there. Like... Motor City.
1: And Detroit falls right in line with having the cars coming to Upland. I mean, at least the art department could have done welcome to Detroit on this one.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. What is it? I I didn't even put that together. I was just like reading his tattoo.
1: Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) So So, we know where Miles Hart's at.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Miles. Like, he he moved to Detroit well, I guess that's the story of the Uplander, right? Like, they, they got tattooed, like, welcome to L.A., like, yeah, L.A. And then it's like uh, a week later, like, I guess we're going to work in Detroit now. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and my son, who's six, he loves that uh, Welcome to Detroit by Eminem and Trick Trick. And oh, and then you always catch him listen to the explicit version. And my wife's like, what is going on? Daddy lets me listen to it. I'm like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, under the bus, like it, come on,
1: yeah, I'm like, come dude, come on, I mean, I mean, you understand the bad words, you understand not to say in certain situations, but come on, man, <laughs> trying to help him out.
0: He's like, that's a gangster in me, Dad, what you want me to do?
1: Yeah, now, to get to Detroit, you have yeah. you have a couple of ways, um, but it's all by train. There's no airport in Detroit, yeah. so it's only a train terminal.
0: Well, like for the record, there is actually an airport in Detroit. Yes, because like the Detroit airport is actually super legit. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big fan of Detroit as a city, um, but the airport when I traveled through there, I was very impressed. So just I'll just throw that out there. It's okay that it's not being launched in Upland. I'm just saying.
1: Right. Yeah. So you got to fly in. The only places you can fly into is uh, Chicago, Manhattan, Nashville's? Nashville got an airport. I don't travel to Nashville that much. Nashville's, I can't remember.
0: Uh, you keep going. I got, I got, I'm actually in the game on one of my. Okay. Screens. So, so uh,
1: Cleveland, you go Nashville, by train.
0: Nashville does have an airport. By
1: the okay. Way. So the only one that doesn't yeah. have an a- airport here is Cleveland. So get to Chicago, Manhattan, Nashville, or Cleveland. And then you jump on the train. Uh, shortest trip is from Cleveland, but. You got the that's Hyperloop around. from Chicago to Cleveland, but by the time you do that, actually, Hyperloop to Chicago to Cleveland takes about six minutes, so it's still quicker than taking the train from Chicago.
0: Interesting. So if you took, that's a fun little fact. It's technically quicker to Hyperloop to to Cleveland and then train from Cleveland to Detroit than to take the train from Chicago. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, I think, like, that's going to be one of the really fun things. And we were discussing about, like, how do we create, like, a, I'm here, I need to get here, like, routing logic. And as, you know, the modes of transportation and the number of, of like, d- uh, travel nodes increases, like, that's going to be very, a very interesting uh, algorithm.
1: Absolutely. Um, and with the, with the trains, the terminal sale. There's where I was going. I've lost my mouse. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is so cool looking. This building to me is actually like super cool looking.
1: Yeah. So this is the one of the original train terminals in uh, Detroit.
0: Now, Ford...
1: Yeah. Ford Motor Company actually bought this building, um so it does look run down. It wasn't used for a bunch of years. I'm not sure if this is the exact building that they're gonna use and the exact location that they're gonna use for for the Detroit terminals, but this is a historic building uh bought by Ford for a lot of, lot
0: of I kind of hope, hope that they do like a landmark and then like the terminals that could be kind of cool, yeah, add some additional value,
1: absolutely. Um, So register for the sale, Monday, February 28th, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Central, 10, uh, I mean, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. You see, I get ahead of myself from sometimes. Um, (laughs) And that registration stays open all day. And then the terminal sale actually goes on sale Tuesday, March 1st, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, which is noon Eastern and 11 Central. And these are great, uh, except for I've never been lucky to be close enough in line. I always have to wait like 85 days till I can buy.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, these are the type of events that you almost, it's like you should just register for. Because even if you don't have the financing like on hand first, they, people will help you out. Um, and honestly, like it's not financial advice, you know, do whatever. Uh, but, these have I, – I don't know of a single terminal that's ever sold for, like, near mint even. Like, they always sell significantly over mint. Um, they're, they're highly valued uh, properties. So, um, it's, such I, again, not financial advice, but whew.
1: It's such an easy flip if you get a hold of it's one of such these. such an easy flip, yeah. And people, really... people are always looking to get their hands on one of these terminals. Um, still, the – the whole longevity of what the terminals will really be, and how it's going to be that much of a benefit that we were promised way back in San Francisco uh, when that well, when that airport know, released.
0: We be though, because train terminals are very different than airplane
1: terminals. True,
0: because train terminals were stated up front; they are a public utility, and like that's it. Like they you travel to them. But, like, that's it. Now, airport terminals have had a bunch of other promises. And again, I, they could, they obviously can change whatever they want. But, like, historically, like, they've been like, trains are public uh, and, like, the planes are private. And so the idea being that airports would have a little bit more say on some things, but that hasn't come out yet either. But
1: yeah. Well, thank you for that correction. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I just don't want people to get the wrong idea either. And, like, honestly, like airplane terminals are still, in my opinion, vastly more valuable um, than a train terminal. It's kind of like, you know, train terminals in Monopoly, right? They're cool and they're great. You're not going to win the game with them
1: though. No. And and that's the other thing. They are making sure that there's extra travel space on all means of transportation leading up to it. Uh, If you if you were in our last city release, top five things to do, make sure you get there ahead of time. Make sure you load up on Sens on whatever city you're in, max out your sends, and yeah. then jump on the train terminal or the airport or however you're getting to Detroit. So make sure you're there ahead of time. You don't want to be missing out because everybody rushed there.
0: Yeah you should probably just do like a super clip at one point of like, here's all the (laughs) new city things. Cause there, I feel, I have a feeling as this year goes on and as the player base base grows, we're going to see new, new cities come out faster and faster. So.
1: Absolutely. So some of the big details here for the Detroit release Thursday, March 3rd at 8am Pacific time. Uh, It's 70% fair start act. So. This is the first major Fair Start Act city since Bakersfield, which is huge.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because Detroit is um, quite an iconic city, uh, especially in relationship to um, motors, like uh, cars and transportations in the U.S. Um, There's obviously um, things like 8 Mile Road. And I mean, there's a lot of rich history in the city of Detroit, Um, and I don't know, like, it's, it's very, it's cool that they're launching it now. Um, I like that it's, it's a lot of fair start act. I think we need more, um, of the FSA stuff, uh, for new players. So I like that. And we're looking at about 19 collections and they announced 19 collections. Seems like a lot.
1: Yeah. About 19 collections. Uh, it's in vanilla mode. Um, so a lot of speculation. Once again, I like the vanilla mode aspect to it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I like the vanilla mode for like, like a two week vanilla mode. And it's, I think that's kind of what they're, I don't know if that's kind of the the cadence that they've settled on, but like there was a big difference of like, (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) yeah. Now, usually we record this Thursday nights when everybody's in bed and that is definitely the 19 month old saying, daddy, I'm here. (laughs) <laughs> he was uh, taking a nap That's why I picked this time to record this episode But uh Yeah
0: The beauty of live recording <laughs> The beauty of live recording Um Yeah so it's interesting And if you need to like like Take care of something like We can, we can pause I can like dance for the team or something <laughs> um, No worries but, Yeah uh, 19 collections You go Uh, I can't remember now, now you're, now you've also run me off thoughts, but it's a tier, so it's a tier three, I like the FSA, oh, the vanilla, that's what we're talking about. So the release, like, they've tried a bunch of different things, Um, like, do you remember in Manhattan, like, it was like, we're not going to tell you the collections until the collection sold out, and then we're going to launch it, and then they're like, okay, well, some of these collections might not sell out for a while, so we're just going to launch them anyway, um, kind of thing, which felt kind of weird um, and then people would get like anxious and be like, "Oh," and try and sell something out just to try and see if it would reveal as a collection. It, it created some weird dynamics. I like the idea of like if the president was all cities are released in vanilla mode, and then X amount of time after their release, we will just open the collections. Like right? if that was a set cadence, I I I like that. I like that idea. It's like you have two weeks to play in vanilla mode. But then like we're just gonna open the collections, all the properties would adjust it in value, etc. It gives everyone it makes people feel like there's you know a set process. They can plan things around releasing. Like I think it's it's a much more sustainable pattern.
1: Yeah, and and I like that for the fact. Um just because you get the the collections announced already and it's just ridiculous you it it looks like instant minting on the collections you get into the area you set yourself up a nice trail and all of a sudden it unlocks and everything's instantly blue or everything's instantly locked so i'm a fan and i've always been a fan of the vanilla mode and i do like the two-week aspect so it gives you time to you, you know mint plus get some of your income from your property to buy some other property to speculate there on where the collections will be and there's great Uh, discord channels out there with people that do a lot of research and have tracked the collections in the other cities and the probabilities. And Hey, you know, here's our target research area to start thinking about stuff.
0: It's incredible. This community, there are some insanely smart and resourceful people in this community. So kudos to those who are out there crunching these numbers, doing the analytics Doing the research, like it is very impressive.
1: Oh, absolutely! And uh, with the release, they're gonna—you know—the first—the uh, first stress test will be Fox Creek, and then followed up by Greenfield. Um, so they'll have the stress test going on. So you figure, uh, I'd say around eight. 30, quarter to 9 Pacific time, you'd see the full city relaunch if everything's going smooth. Sometimes they have to throw a third city in for, I mean, a third neighborhood in for a stress test. But And don't get bent out of shape with a stress test. It's there to stress their system. Um, It's there to make sure that everything on the back end is running right and that they can handle the volume for the release, the sends, the minting, and all that. If you don't get something in a tight neighborhood on a stress test, don't sweat it. It's it, I don't think a stru- stress test area has ever been a collection.
0: Oh, I don't that's a, that's an interesting. I thought there might have been like a blue. Okay. Maybe like a standard collection maybe. But like it's never been like they released it and it was like a rare collection after, <laughs> That's never happened. Like you don't have to worry like you're not missing out on like the really good stuff. Right. Um, but it is like they are neighborhoods that will likely be sold out. Um, honestly, I've seen some people. I think it's an interesting strategy who try and flip it in that 30 minutes, um, like because if it sells out, right? And those are the first uh, properties available for sale in Detroit. Like people trying to flip for two, three x. What do you think of that?
1: Hey, that's that's a great strategy, and the interesting part is being 70 percent FSA. Now, that's going to mean tougher competition for everybody that is an Uplander, but for new players in the game, um, it's a great opportunity for you to get up towards Uplander.
0: Huge, huge opportunity. Um, And again, I mean, we talked about this before. Like if if I was new, you know, you'd get you buy like 90, whatever. So that way you're still FSA qualified and then just buy as many properties as you can under the FSA label. Um, honestly, like, I think that that's a very smart way to do it.
1: Yeah. And we should have a video coming out soon, uh, breaking down FSA a little further with that strategy currently with the state of the game. And it always changes as the game evolves, as the cities are released and as different things are put in place or removed, it it really impacts, especially now that you can only sell so many properties a week under the FSA, but it's still a great opportunity to, uh, build up your inventory of properties at a cheap rate.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people had like a, like a a kind of a a knee jerk reaction when the FSA went from like essentially free for all to limited two per two sales per week. Like people were were really upset like this, is you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think now that we've seen it in play for a little while, I think the FSA community and the purpose of FSA is a lot healthier I feel like the relationships between veteran players and new players is a lot less stressful where you're just like trying to like hoard FSA properties, which isn't the idea. Um, and then you're able to actually do better deals that have a more organic growth. So I'm happy with like kind of like putting that restrictor plate of like, yep, you can buy as many FSAs that you can afford, but then only sell two at a time per week, which is cool.
1: Yeah absolutely now this right here what we're looking at is overall square miles of each city that's been released um, and deep- this is such a cool graph
0: who provided where did we where did uh, you acquire this this is cool
1: this one I made um I oh, just,
0: you, oh man yeah
1: I've been keeping track of the square miles of each city release so I just had to add Detroit to it Um, Detroit is 142.9 square miles. So it puts it at number seven overall in uh, overall city size.
0: I just think it's fascinating. First of all, I did not realize how big Nashville was like, um, but then, I mean, if you look like the size of San Francisco, I felt like San Francisco compared to Manhattan was big. Like I was like, dang, San Francisco is much bigger than Manhattan. But then if you look at LA, holy moly. So much bigger. Yeah, than,
1: I was surprised at how big LA was, and when we did the, uh, I, I didn't think to look that up before we did the special edition to release of LA, and I was like, oh yeah, twenty four hours. <laughs> no way. <laughs> if I would have seen it was five hundred and three square miles at the time, it would no way.
0: Right? Like you're like how? There's no way that's gonna sell, it. and that and so now Detroit. Like again, I don't know. That square miles converts directly to number of properties. Though to be fair, no, right? but like that, would you got be, some
1: huge manufacturing, so you would expect to see some large parcels of land. But it's also a, it's got a lot of urban communities where houses are really close to each other, so you could expect a couple hundred thousand um, properties. I would expect.
0: So more properties than San Francisco.
1: Yes. Cool.
0: No, I think that this is great to kind of show. And also, I think it also highlights, at least to me, why we saw such large value generation in Manhattan um, so quickly is because it was actually, like, for the only East Coast city at the time, um, and obviously it being Manhattan, um, very small. So it uh, you start to add up the other New York places, and I think, uh, well, we'll talk about the the upland analytics here in a second as well, I think. Yes. So, which I think is important.
1: Yeah. well, um, So overall there's seven council wards or seven districts in Detroit. This was just a big picture of Detroit itself. And what I wanted to point out here is the, there's a space right there in the middle of the city. Uh, that's yeah. actually two cities and that's Highland park and, Hamtramck or what? I can't pronounce it. Whatever. H-A-M-T-R-A-M-C-K. I felt like you trying to pronounce names.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's not so easy, is it?
1: (laughs) No, it's not. And I've never heard of that area of Detroit, um, but (laughs) yes. So once again, you have a large city around two, two other cities that aren't part. I'll be interested to see if Upland includes them or they exclude them. Like they did Beverly Hills and Los Angeles.
0: Mm. So they haven't explicitly said whether or not because I don't think the grid is up yet, right?
1: No, the grid isn't up and they really haven't uh commented on these two these two cities.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: So and then uh this right here is Yeah. Oops. So this is provided by the analytic assassins. Love the
0: name, by the way. Analytic Assassins
1: Discord server. They have, uh, they do a lot of neighborhood research, they do a lot of, uh, crunching of numbers and probabilities of stuff. And I asked for permission to use this for the podcast, and they gave that to us. Um, and it says that. That this is not intended to be predictions, but only focus area for the assassin's research. So this is what they kind of put together and they highlight. They have a primary and a secondary focus area that they look at. And then they make their predictions on what they would think on a rarity, if it would be rare, exclusive, limited standard, so on and so forth, based off of medium home value and property counts. Um, some of the streets that they're they're talking about potential collections out there: Eight Mile Road, Woodward Avenue. Uh, Woodward Avenue is what divides Detroit from east to west. So that's that's how they determine mm-hmm. what's east side or west side of the city is a uh, Woodward Avenue.
0: Gotcha. Um, Woodward. That sounds familiar. Why does Woodward
1: sound familiar? Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Is there a neighborhood or something else with Woodward? I don't
1: know. Anyway. But- there's a lot of Woodward, so I don't know. Uh, Detroit Riverwalk will be interesting because that's a downtown that's right on the river there and right by the downtown. Um, That'll be cool. Yeah. Michigan Avenue, Cadillac Square. It's some pretty cool stuff. Uh, venues. There's a lot of venues, and you got to figure out what's going to be a landmark and what won't be a landmark because they smuggled a lot of alcohol through Detroit during the Prohibition. So you had the speakeasies. Now you got the breweries that are there in Detroit. Um, the downtown's going through a renaissance right now, a lot of new construction. A lot of millennials actually moving to the city of Detroit in real life. Um, Motown was founded there. So you have all that along with the art and the theaters that are there. Um, and then just all the automotive production and the history behind that. So trying to figure out what's a landmark and what's going to be in the ultra rares will be fun to figure out.
0: Yeah. No, it's definitely going to be interesting. I would love to get um, a couple of cheap large parcels for sure. I'll be looking for that. I need to start saving. Damn, killing me. I need to make some. Like and it's hard because like by the time like when they announce it, right? And you're like, okay, I guess I need to go make some sales, but like, you're gonna be selling into a soft economy, my friend.
1: Yeah, and that that man, what a great segue you have there, my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did I segue
1: that? Oh, you you segued it. So Ponzi scheme, rug pool, fake news, pump and dump, pyramid scheme, gaslighting, and not only cash grab, all these terms have been used way too much to describe anything that you disagree with lately. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the Facebook groups and discord groups and everything's like, this is just a cash grab. Upland's doing a cash grab. They're releasing a city too soon. I don't have enough Upex. I don't have money to put into it. So Los Angeles did a great thing. And that took a lot of it, it, it rebalanced the economy. The secondary market was getting... That's a getting, great
0: way to say that, by the way. Rebalanced the economy, especially for the
1: um, the West Coast, for sure. West Coast and East Coast. It, you a know. little bit.
0: Well, I mean, they talked about the fact that, you know, LA relieved a lot of the West Coast pressure on the secondary market. I think that they still need another major launch on the East Coast um, to relieve Because, I mean, the Manhattan, like, I don't know, there's just... I feel like there definitely needs to be another like significant launch on the East Coast to balance things out, in my opinion. But
1: yeah, it, because this is more towards the central part of the United States, um, and that that market really hasn't been that hot. Cleveland, Chicago, Nashville, Kansas City, New Orleans, um, but
0: yeah, well, I see this. I see Detroit being a relief for new players, right? Absolutely. It gives them, it gives them a, a known city, right? Like Detroit is a city people know of for sure. Like it's not a no name. It's not like Bakersfield or Fresno. Like to be fair, like no offense to Fresno, no offense to Bakersfield, but like I never heard of them before. Before Upland, maybe maybe Fresno, but honestly not. Like yeah. Detroit, everybody's heard of Detroit. Like that's like in name to me, it's like a higher tier city than what it what it is in, in Upland. But I'm okay. Because I think Upland played it very strategic. So new players, remember when we onboarded just just the last episode, we onboarded the new guy and they and they dropped him in Clovis, right? Like, can you imagine? Like it's your you're like, dang! I see these ads. Miles is in L.A. Miles is in New York. <laughs> I'm in Clovis. What the heck, right? Like, so I like the idea of a new player being able to go to Detroit and be like, dang. Motor City, they're going to bring cars soon, like, you feel empowered when you're buying in a city that you just, like, has that name recognition, I think.
1: Yeah, so, So and... Nobody's telling you you have to go buy in Detroit. You don't have to buy in every city. There's been city launches. I sat out with like no interest. Now, some of them I regret for not at least picking a couple up to hit the standard and limited and maybe exclusive collections that now I'm paying uh, that I'm watching the floor of the cities and the collection to see how close I can justify buying into the collections. But you you don't have to go buy, and you don't have really. don't. Yeah. You know, unless I mean, if you're new to build a nice treasure hunting city to build up and build that way, absolutely, Detroit's a great place to start. New to the game, Detroit's a great place to start. Season pro, I mean, yeah, you're going to have your ultra rares and your rares and, but
0: well, like I feel like it's not the same caliber, right? Like right, like an ultra rare in Fresno, not the same as an ultra rare in Manhattan. Correct. Like, just. They're not the same. Right. But.
1: And as we were talking about bringing relief on the economy here, uh, this came straight from Upland and they had the New York city daily average secondary markup multiplier. So, um, you know, LA at one, I mean, Manhattan at one point was $250 for the floor. um, And that was ridiculous. And now, now it's come back down, you know, I didn't check today before we recorded this, but when we did Thursday's podcast it was at a um, 139,000 uh, upx. So
0: Yeah, no, I think that this is absolutely I love that Upland has this and and I really believe that they've been looking at these kind of trends for longer than they've been wanting to like publish to us. I think that they wanted to just like track how things were going before they made it too public cuz Again, I don't think that they want to shake the economy too hard. Um, But I find this absolutely interesting, especially like the Manhattan uh, multiplier, um, which seems really like it's the delay after the Bronx, I think is telling that people probably started buying up the floor, buying up the floor. And then all of a sudden the floor just kind of like dropped out. Um, But then like, you know, struggled to come back, but then came back stronger than ever. Um, And then I wonder when L.A. was announced. I would love to see an L.A. announced because I'm curious how close it was to uh, the
1: 12th of January. It was. (laughs) What did we have? It was pretty close to that 12th of January.
0: Yeah, because, like, I'm curious, like, L.A. announced and then all of a sudden, like, everyone's like, get liquid. And then you see that massive drop um, from Manhattan. Uh, it also kind of tells an interesting story how some of the other cities like Brooklyn tend to be a little bit more stable. Um, now they, they obviously have had their, their ups and downs. Uh, but I'd be curious uh, their recent down, but like, it's like a steady slope, right? Right. And Um, that's
1: that's what you want to see on your long-term investments is that steady climb. You don't want to see the big, peaks and valleys, your swing markets, and uh, Manhattan's floor, as we're recording, is uh, 129,700 upex, so that's down 7% from Thursday.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I kind of, I like the idea that they're looking at the economy overall and the secondary market, and I know that there's some very strong viewpoints on, on that. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I think my my view has changed quite drastically I, you know, when it was just really San Francisco, like I felt uh, very protective over the secondary market that had been growing, right? And so when I felt like more cities were being released and it was taking away from the secondary market, um, I felt some kind of way about it. I, I definitely didn't like it. It felt like Upland was almost taking away my investment to get them more money, which I think comes where we saw a lot of those trigger words, right? Um, but the reality is, that's not the aim of the game. Like the game is not buy a property for mint and immediately sell it for 5X. Like that is just, that's a terrible economy. That is not what we want to be seeing like in the long term. You're short like, the, selling
1: yourself at 5X. People try to 10X it and some people get it right away.
0: Any, any amount of mu- immediate major multiplier, unless you've hit like some crazy collection or something like that, the average property, honestly, should not be selling at a multiplier above mint um, immediately, right? I like the I like the idea that the, you need to create value because all you've done is mint to sell. What value have you brought to that property, to that neighborhood, to that city, to the community at large, right? Where I think if we look now, especially. I think this year is going to be focused, I think, a lot on node and community building. Those neighborhoods, you will see a much higher return in value much quicker because they are adding value to that neighborhood, to the city, to the community. So those are the projects that I think are going to continue to drive value and bring you know, additional assets, they, the building, the creating the community, the creating of businesses in those areas. That's to me, that's the game of Upland. That's, that's where you start to see the value. That's where you should expect to see higher secondary market sales in my opinion.
1: Now that's, that's an interesting thing right there is usually going into the last few city launches. You could talk about nodes and develop, Hey, we're going to go after this, but a 70% FSA, That's going to be harder to establish a node uh, right away in Detroit.
0: Well, I think it's harder for a group of veterans to establish a node. However, I think that this is an unprecedented time for the idea of like, if you have been waiting to get your friends to join, if you have a network outside of Upland that are gamers, that are crypto people, that are something this could be a great opportunity for you to claim a piece of Motor City as a collective, right? Go out and recruit a bunch of new players. Like if there's been some people that you've been talking to that are on the fence, this is the opportunity in my mind to get them in, to get part of something that I think will still be a fantastic city in the long run. Um, and Yeah, like you said, though, because you have to be FSA to really claim Um, a a majority of these properties. So
1: yeah, but make sure they don't put in a hundred dollars or more or you just.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So with that, like if, especially if you use your referral code, make sure like, don't like just buy 50 bucks worth. Right. So then you get uh, 75,000, give you some buffer. Right. Yeah. Great advice. If you're, if you're new, if you're joining, you got the referral code, don't spend more than $50 in your first go ahead or you'll push yourself out of FSA And that's, uh, no
1: bueno. And yeah, we'll get in. We got to make that video. (laughs) We might make that next, depending on how long this runs. (laughs) Sure. Talking about FSA and FSA strategy. And, you know, we did talk about the West coast market. And as you can see, it's nowhere close. The highest anything peaked was about 16 X mint, um, or 18, it did hit 18 one time, 16 twice there in San Francisco. But we're talking Manhattan breached 25, uh, 25X of mint.
0: Yeah, no, Manhattan, I, I honestly, I mean, I don't want to say Manhattan's overpriced because I, I think the value is what people put in it. I just, I, I'm honestly kind of baffled because I know that there's nodes in Manhattan. There's obviously nodes, there's obviously collectives that have stuff. But uh, can you think of any off the top of your head that are, like, super... Like, Little Italy comes to... Excuse me, comes to mind. Sugar but, like, Hill. Sugar Hill gang. Shout out. Um, but, like, for the most part, like, I when I think of these, like, nodes and communities, they're outside of Manhattan. And you know why, though? Because it's too damn expensive to have a node in, in Manhattan. Like, you can't have your friends come. You don't want to sell, you know... At a friendly price, and the friendly prices still feel like gouging because it's twenty x. <laughs> like so, it's it's interesting. Um, I I really think like the Manhattan market is is very much still like individual players and and their kind of things as as opposed to some of these larger communities. So it'll be interesting when other features start to roll out that depend on community to see how man, Manhattan fee, uh, fares compared to some of the cities that are being a little bit more established in
1: groups. And as you can see here, Chicago, Cleveland, Kansas City, Nashville, and New Orleans. I mean, Cleveland hit almost 7x mint price, and they've been had the hottest secondary market overall from original mint. Um, but still, it's nowhere close to your East Coast or West Coast.
0: Yeah, which I guess I mean that kind of tracks, right? I mean, we're still seeing. I mean, we were talking about before, and like Kansas City is is still like um, forty, or
1: like over forty percent still unminted. Uh, that was Nashville. Nashville oh, was yeah. sixty. What did I say? Sixty-seven percent minted.
0: Okay, so like thirty-three percent unminted. Like there's still like there's still unminted properties in the in the central market, and there has been for a long time. Um, yeah okay, Kansas like city's uh
1: seventy four percent minute
0: gotcha okay so even Kansas City sells some it's interesting to look at like a Chicago which I'm curious if it was sold out like if at the beginning of this graph is like right when it sold out um and you can see like it started to have some dips and it kind of hit a low in uh in uh end of December it looks like and now it's like slowly rising again, uh, so like that's that's a trend I would take a look at. Like if you're a Chicago investor, like there there might be some opportunity to still get in pretty cheap in Chicago, um, which I think is interesting. Yeah, because that's a good city. That's a good that's there's a lot of good things in Chicago. Um, it's a tier one, which again from a treasure hunting and value perspective, I think there's a lot to be had there. So.
1: Absolutely. Um, now, and overall neighborhoods for Detroit, it's pretty interesting. I've, I've been searching out on the web. I found some that listed 105, 106. If you go to um, Detroit's uh, interactive map, you can see that if you count all those, you know, you're just over 200 properties. Um, you got a lot of little. As you get closer to downtown, you got, you know, Virginia Parks really tight. Um, you got Tech Town. Greek Town is going to be very interesting, as I said before. And the interesting thing with Detroit is they brought all their major sports back into the city. Everything used to be outside of the city, but now the NBA, the Major League Baseball, um, the uh, uh, NHL. Yeah. What about football and football and the lions. So they brought all four major sports back into the Detroit downtown area. Yeah. What do you think of this, this bell Isle? It's a, it's a state park. Nobody lives on it.
0: Oh man. So there's not going to be, there's probably not going to be any properties there.
1: Yeah. But you got Rivertown. river town. The river town will be interesting. Downtown Detroit along the water. Um, yeah, downtown
0: any major city, like, that's that's pretty safe.
1: The marina district seems interesting.
0: Yeah, the marina districts in uh, San Francisco are, are really sought after. It's, it's interesting how compelled people are to still live on the water in a virtual game. Like, yes. there's still a sense of value that's instilled by being next to a, a water or a park or anything like that, which I think is, is kind of interesting. I think it says a lot about the human psyche, honestly,
1: because there's no reason to live (laughs) next to the water in a virtual world, but people love it. Now this is historic attic, attic,
0: attic. Yeah. That's a weird act. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Either way, that's like a house on each side of the street. <laughs> just a strip. So I don't know if Upland's going to include that. And if they do, that will I'm going to try Now that would be interesting. Upland includes it and it's all FSA and it becomes like a rare or an ultra rare. Yeah, I mean we're
0: definitely going to be seeing that, right? We're definitely going to be seeing um large amounts of rare. I don't uh, there's just not going to be a large amount of ultra rare in general, but I can definitely see a large amount of uh rare and uh, exclusives um, being FSA only. So that's, is that, is the name of that (laughs) We Care Community?
1: Yeah, it's right next to Joy Joy Community. Community? dang. Yeah. I want that.
0: (laughs) Like, I I was like, I'm a big name person. So like, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. And this is coming right off of uh, the Detroit, Detroit Detroit.gov website.
0: Happy Homes, Pride Area, oh, oh, there's your Cadillac community. Man, for a place that's full of crime and poverty, they have some really fancy neighborhood names. Right? Like, yeah. Well, this is definitely going to be – it's definitely going to be fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Now, if you were, you know, if you were watching – I think it was on HBO and you were watching BMF e-courses down here. So you're not going to be able to buy up any of uh, the BMF uh, original stomping grounds for their cocaine empire. So sorry to disappoint.
0: I, I don't know what BMF
1: is. Black Mafia family. They ran one of the largest cocaine distributing rings in the United States in the 90s and early 2000s. What? Oh, yeah. They started out in Detroit. Get it. Yep. What about, uh, what about Eminem's childhood home? Ooh, that's, that's somewhere up North off of eight mile. Now I know when we were talking before we came on, you were very impressed. Uh, You were very shocked to find out that Windsor, Canada was South of Detroit.
0: Oh yeah. I think like that's an interesting geologic geographical um thing. Like, cause obviously you got America is South of Canada. However, Detroit is north of Windsor. Yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Like, that's an interesting little. But.
1: Yeah. And that was always anybody that grew up over here in Toledo. As soon as they turned 18, uh, turned 19, yeah. they ran up to Windsor to go drink and gamble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toledo is a, a, a really pretty city, actually.
1: Yeah. Spent a lot of time there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, super cool. But yeah, there's some super cool neighborhoods out there. Um so one, it's not a cash grab, it's a balancing of the community. Thank me later and myself were both in the game when there was nothing to mint, everything was sold out. And you're that, like, sh- that was
0: crazy.
1: <laughs> and they didn't like, have a was- city. They didn't have a city ready to release or anything. It was just like uh the the environment felt very
0: hostile. Like the secondary market sales, honestly, they didn't do what you would expect either. No. Like you would expect them to shoot up, but there was such a backlash from the community of like you don't even give us anything to mint. Like we don't really want to participate. You need that balance where they can get new and then appreciate the already established. Like and again, it's to me, the game is quickly shifting. Like you can't just expect and I said this honestly when Chicago was releasing. Like and I don't know if I said it on podcast or not, but like you can't expect Value generation just because you minted a property. Now, Upland provides a set of predetermined value generators, a.k.a. collections. So if you happen to buy and you get in one of those collections, you have pre-built in an amount of value. However, the majority of Alamo Square, perfect example, those properties are now worth a million plus each, like actually. And, like, that's 100% community value-driven. Places like Dog Patch, Merced Manor, uh, like, the places that are constantly participating in events that have growing communities, that have a strong following, like, that's what this game is evolving to. And so if you aren't connected with a node, if you aren't connected with a community, you're going to struggle to get the value out. So you can't just buy a bunch of random properties and go, why am I not rich yet? Like, what are you doing to generate value? How are you proving like that this is worth selling for more than what you paid for it? All right. So I like it, honestly.
1: Absolutely. And and it's nice. You know, you come into Detroit and you still have Nashville, Kansas City and Los Angeles that you can go minton. So it's not like Detroit's going to be the only place as a new player. And you do have to think about the new players because it, it, it's still growing. There's, You still have all the NFL cities that you need to get out, you know, and if there's move towards college towns, uh, you know, you still have international. So you need the player base to grow. It just can't be what we have right now to populate the major cities in the United States and internationally. Yeah. No, we will we, we'll need the
0: player growth for sure.
1: And this helps. So, I spent a lot of time in some Facebook groups talking about, you know, this isn't a cash grab. Um, Okay, you don't have UPEX. And that's what a lot of people didn't understand is there was a lot of excess UPEX floating around the community before the L.A. release. Um, It took took a lot of UPEX out of circulation. Um, it, It made the overall economy healthier. And nobody's telling you you have to put in money for Detroit. Nobody's saying you have to spend your upex here in Detroit. It's great for the overall growth of the game and of the economy itself. Preach um anything
0: else no no i'm I'm excited i unfortunately. I will be returning to the office just for this week. Uh, we have a bunch of team members flying in from around the country, so I will not be able to participate live, live on the Detroit launch. I'll probably send my Explorer there and try and sneak away um, <laughs> depending on my schedule. Uh, so this will be the first launch in a while that I won't be able to actively participate live. Um, but again, I'm, I'm okay with it because it is a Tier 3 city. It's it's really meant to get new players excited Um, So my goal over, you know, the next week, like part like this video and stuff is to just help get new players excited about this and help the new ish players who feel some kind of way about L.A. launching and then Detroit launching and like feeling like they are somehow slighted um, to hopefully help them understand like, hey, like, nope, this is how the game evolves. Like this is where we need to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, we're going to be working on some extra content that we'll be putting up on YouTube for uh, tutorials and helpful guides um, to help bring our insight to it, to help new players out and old players alike. So make sure you support us there. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and subscribing to our channel now. Uh, Until next Thursday, where we'll have a uh, special guest Big Nick on the show with an Ooh. interview, and we'll cover the Detroit release. So excited to have uh, Big Nick join us uh, so we can introduce him to the community. I know he's been in chat, and he's been battling for some landmarks, and he's a top top 10 player, I think. So, really? Is he? I think so. He- he's up there. He's definitely a chief executive. I know that much. Um, overall rank. Nick. He's a top player so excited to have big Nick on on Thursday uh, and you got anything before we get out of here
0: um, nope uh, I will give a plug the upland wiki is still going we're having some struggles with wiki dot registration however if you want to participate in the uh, alpha or the beta just uh, ping me on discord it is going to be a community wiki with uh, hopefully we can collaborate and get all lots of node information and other. Uh, FAQs and stuff like that for the community in one place. So very excited about the that project. Uh, it is moving along um, and getting some momentum. So I'm, I'm happy about that.
1: Awesome. I'd like it. Definitely go check that out. If you want to be an alpha tester, hit up uh, Thank Me Later. Yep. Until Thursday, everybody be safe. Have fun.
0: It's the Opics Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might be coming up session as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way, and the door hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opics.